Episode 9 of the Fantasy Forecast is here, and we got huge news going into Episode 9. Two guys are now two W's in the win column for the bold predictions, Z, and myself. I'll give you props. I wasn't expecting Tua to do that, and I mean, Stafford finishes QB1. T, I'm sorry, but you're still not there, and Dan, yeah, you were close. Falcons had, what, 30 points? Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. It was some, it was close though. It was close. Won, it wasn't, they won 30, 28, I think, or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the most out of pocket prediction I've had. Oh, you're five points off. Well, a couple interceptions later, maybe you were there. Who knows? But yeah, always it's... next week, Dan. <laughs> I say that. I say that every week. <laughs> another, another two and one week for me. I lost to Z because Patrick Mahomes just absolutely sucked. The Chiefs sucked. Um, other than him playing like crap, I can't really complain about my week. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I split, obviously, like you just said. I beat you. Pretty good win. And then I'm going to shout out my little cousin. He beat me uh, last night. I was up 12 going into Monday Night Football. But he had DK Metcalf. And then if you were watching the game, DK caught like a – 84 yard touchdown like one of the first plays from scrimmage and then he only recorded one other catch the whole entire night for 12 yards after that but pretty much I was looking forward to watching the game and hoping DK wasn't going to go off and I didn't even have a chance to turn the TV on before DK already had 20 points and I lost to the number one team in my other league so one and one but building towards next week again no big news over this way. You know, the steam engine keeps moving. Another 2 a week. Uh, looking forward to playoff town in both leagues. Uh, the steam engine kept going for T, but the steam engine has never started for me. Um, another 0-2 <laughs> week. Uh, <laughs> you were actually terrible. I know. Yes, thank you, Brett. That is uh, that's news to me. Um, yeah, I, that, I, I just have nothing to say. I'm just going to. Jeez. When's the last time you won a game? In both, like you're, we're talking both leagues or Arlie? Well, I know in Arlie. Arlie I won. know in Arlie. <laughs> that was the last time I won. Uh, in my other league, I think I'm. I think that's my second loss in a row. So, I mean, I'm three and four in my other league. So, like, you know, that's not as bad. But uh, yeah, our our league is just it's just abysmal. I don't even want to talk you're about. A com- it. You're combined in your two leagues, four and ten. That's real good. Uh, good math, buddy. Way to, way to, way to count that out. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, as we said, week seven in the books. Uh, I'll take QBs as we look back. I mean, called it. Stafford was going to be QB1 in his, his revenge tour against, against the Lions. Did that, 334, three touchdowns. I mean, consistently hit Cooper Cup, who I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. And then some other guys, Z mentioned Tua last week. He liked him. He went off. He had 26 and a half points. He was he finishes QB3. In the middle of those two guys, Joey B, Joe Burrow, 416 yards and three touchdowns. He had just under 27 points to give him the QB2 spot. And, I mean, we've kind of talked about it all year with Burrow and the Bengals. Like, that offense is a wagon, and you just got to play those guys because they put up points every week. Yeah, heading over to running backs. Um, I mean, 
one thing that stuck out to me most was that the Patriots had two running backs in the top five, which I would never have expected to say on this podcast. Maybe yeah, Damian Harris. Damian Harris. Maybe Damian Harris. I could see Kirk in the top five, but for Brandon Bolden to be the fifth running back for this week just completely shocks me. I know they put up 54 points, but that's still uh, crazy to me. The Pats put up two top five running backs. I am going to have to shout out Dearness Johnson. I ended up dropping Devontae Booker, picking him up and starting him this week against Brett, and it worked out in my favor. He had 148 yards and a touchdown in his first and probably going to be his only start as Nick Chubb is coming back this week. But I would look towards, um, you know, Dearness Johnson maybe playing that Kareem Hunt role. He might not get as much touches as Kareem Hunt would get with Nick Chubb, but I still think with, you know, uh, Hunt being on IR that, Dearness Johnson could potentially be a solid uh, flex play, like a Kareem Hunt role going down the line. And other than that, you know, you had Kamara doing Kamara things, only rushing for 50 yards, but catching 10 balls for 120 yards and a touchdown last night on uh, Monday Night Football. But yeah, that closed out the running backs. All right. Uh, we're going to wide receivers. Brett, uh, we're going to be talking about Cooper Cup. I mean, the dude has just been. Uh and fuego this season uh 10 catches 156 yards pair of tutties uh no question he's been uh he's been on the different level um and then jamar chase has just become joe burrow's favorite target like they were in college i mean the dude is i think he i saw some that he broke like a rookie receiving record or maybe a receiving record in general for the Bengals. um had another great game Eight catches, over 200 yards, a touchdown. And then, uh, you know, Mike Evans made most of the headlines for giving away Brady's 600th touchdown, but uh, he did have two others on top of that as well. Uh, only 73 yards, so not a lot in, in the yardage category, but those three touchdowns obviously help a lot. Um, so he had 31. Uh, Coop, Cooper Cup had 37. Chase had 34. Um, Cooper Cup has probably been in the top three in receivers uh, probably at least four or five weeks now. So um, he continues to by far be the best receiver uh, in fantasy football this year. All right. So this week I got tight ends. And if you didn't hear it by Scott Hansen, at least 200 times this past weekend, it was national tight end day. So, you know, the guys had to show out and I'm going to start talking with uh, Mike Jasicki. This guy has definitely solidified himself as the number one option in the Dolphins offense and as a tight end one. The seven catches, 85 yards, a touchdown, good for over 20 points. It's like three weeks in a row he's been in the top three. Breakout game for Kyle Pitts, which is really exciting to see because Matt Ryan apparently has finally realized that this freak can just catch a ball over anyone, and he continues to do that. So, And then number one, we're going to talk about who I picked last week, CJ Uzoma. Three catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns, number one tight end. And it seems he's the new Dawson Knox. He's just catching a couple balls for a bunch of yards and a couple touchdowns every week. Yeah, I love I love the CJ pick last week, and I mean, he he performed well. Those two touchdowns were crucial, and he, as you said, yeah, he just kind of finds his way in the end zone now weekly. But let's move away. We're on, we're on to week eight. Um. And I mean, we'll start it. We'll start it right away with the QBs. So, I'll I'll go first. A guy I actually really like this week, 
I like Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes on Monday night in Kansas City. The guy, I mean, the Chiefs defense just sucks. And Danny Dimes is getting, he's getting Galladay back. Maybe there's like a slither of hope he can get Saquon back, but I think it's probably going to be one more week without him. But even that, I think he's going to get KT back as well. So he's going to have Tony, Shep, Galladay back. I think they have a really good chance to be in a shootout with KC and Obviously, with bye weeks and stuff, you're going to be looking to stream some QBs. Like, I know Derek Carr's on bye. Danny Dimes could be a really nice option this week for you. Yeah, I actually like that pick. Um, Danny Dimes is not the guy I liked. Everyone coming into the draft, everyone kind of freaked out when the Giants took him. But every year, this kid has matured, like, much more. And he's significantly gotten better. It's kind of fun to watch him. Even as a Jets fan, you know, I hate to see the Giants win. But – I, you don't want to see someone fail in the NFL, so it's nice to see him turn things around. But on the opposite end, I'm going to rock with a sit, and that's Jameis Winston. And it seems he's doing the opposite of Danny Dimes, and he's regressing every week. So I think he's had maybe three touchdowns in the past three weeks passing, and he's going against the Bucks defense. So obviously it's not going to get any better. Probably going to look at Alvin Kamara all game to bail him out. Yeah. Just one thing on that is that I'm not sure, but I think Michael Thomas might be coming back this week. He does have a projection in fantasy, so that's something to look out for. And um, just one thing that came to mind about the Danny Dimes thing is it's funny is that, like, me and Brett, like, preseason, we're talking about that the Giants were going to be looking for a new quarterback going into this year, and I think that Danny Dimes has kind of showed that he's going to be their quarterback. So, as like Tyler said, you don't like to see guys fail, but good for him for getting that under control. One thing, one thing on Jameis, he has, he has, um, he has four touchdowns uh, in three games, and then he put up nine in other games. So out of his, out of his thirteen touchdowns, nine of them came in a span of two games. So, like, if you're getting the five touchdowns or the four touchdowns in those games, like, yeah, W. But if not, like Tyler said, he just. Is kind of checking down to come in. James's revenge. James's revenge tour. I just saw somebody today wearing a, a Winston uh, Bucks shirt. Uh, shirt. I guarantee you'll <laughs> see no James jerseys in that crowd. Yeah, probably not. Brady jerseys now. I think Brady's going to show them that uh, why they don't look back anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think you could. They can already say why they don't look back anymore. <laughs> Just based I, off no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, they got to be having the uh, the ceremonial of 30 for 30, right? They have to. This is the only time he's going to be back, right? Maybe the, <laughs> maybe the ESPN crew, not <laughs> no, But, like, there's no there's not going to be, like, a, uh, a a statue or something commemorating the historic seat. Like, there's, that's there's historic. A, you there's a do, you guys, do you think he gets a pregame video? No. Yes. No. I think he might. I no. think he might get an ovation low-key. No, well, obviously he'll get an ovation. Yeah, he's going to get an ovation. I think he might get a little video. He'll get an ovation saying, thank you for being so bad that we got Tom Brady and won a Super Bowl. Tyler, that should be your bold prediction, is that Jameis gets a homecoming video. To- <laughs> we'll, we'll, touch, we'll touch back on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, transitioning away from Jameis and his beloved 30-30 season a few years ago. Now, I know this was my bold prediction last week, Tua, Tua to be the top five quarterback it cashed, but this week I'm actually going to say Sid Tua. Wow. Solely a wow. matchup. You can't so, even double down on your boy? 
I can't. Not against Buffalo. I mean, you could argue Buffalo has more of my quote-unquote boys than Tua himself. So, I don't know. This Dawson Knox trumps Tua on your boy list? I think so, even though Dawson Knox probably isn't playing this week. Um, Or my luck, he'll probably be on IR after this week. Um, Anyway, Tua, I just don't like the matchup against Buffalo. I think Buffalo coming off a bye. They're fully rested. Um, now Dawson Knox obviously isn't like not playing, but you know, we're focusing on the defense here. Buffalo. So there's plenty of guys who can score. The Buffalo defense is intact. They show out every single week. It seems like, and I just think that two is going to have a rough time going against that Buffalo defense. And I do not think he'll be able to throw for four touchdowns again. So solely based off matchup, I'm saying to sit two of this week. As a as a quarterback, if you have to stream one. All right, uh, I'm closing out. We're doing starters. Uh, fresh off of my my, uh, I guess my my bold prediction that didn't hit. Uh, I'm sticking with the quarterback of the Falcons. I'm going Matty Ice. Um, they're going up against the Panthers this week. Um, the uh, the Arthur Smith scheme seems to be clicking over the past couple weeks. Um, Ryan, I think, is kind of sort of. He's found a way to utilize Kyle Pitts a little bit more. We saw it uh, this past week, and we talked about how he was one of the better performers among tight ends this week. So um, he's kind of figuring out the weapons that he has. So um, it may not – the stats may not be, like, look the best or be the, you know, 300-plus passing yards, but throw a couple tutties, you know, he'll, he'll be a solid option. I mean, I will say, Dan, when I was watching Red Zone on Sunday, I knew you had picked Matt Ryan for the bold prediction. I had picked Tua, and early on in the game, I was like, Dan's going to hit and mine's not. So, I know, yeah. It was – I mean, wasn't that our uh, our unsponsored uh, – Yes, it was. Fantasy forecast, forecast game, game of the week. week. <laughs> like, would we even consider that like they hit? Like, I feel like it was just Pitts and Angusicki, I guess. So, yeah, it kind of hit. Yeah, I mean, it certainly brought a lot of intrigue. I mean, and of we're course, talking Cordero about- Patterson got in the end zone again. Good choke job by the Falcons, too. It's a yeah. classic. Good thing I picked up Young Way Koo with Hot Rod on by for the extra field goal points at the end of the game. That's what I said. Young Way is the best kicker in NFL history. He's coming for that record. Nah, I ride with Hot Rod. That's my bold pick. Tommy retires. He's gonna be the best kicker. Uh, all right, two, uh, two we're going long. Come back in fifteen two, years. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Running backs. Let's move to them. Um, I'll I'll go first again. For me, I'm starting a running back this week. I'm gonna start Chuba Hubbard against the Falcons. I think with CMC still out. Sam Darnold just looking worse and worse every week. We kind of got to put the ball in the running back's hands in this sense. And he's the number one guy. So he could potentially, especially in a game where I don't know like which way it's going to go. It could be 35, 35, or it could be 10, seven. Like no one knows with the Panthers and the Falcons for that matter. But I think Juba is a great option as an RB two this week for you going forward. I'll, I'll move uh, to sitting. Um, he's a guy that I've had to rely on just from injuries and bye weeks and all that. Um, Melvin Gordon. Uh, a lot of people are saying that like around this time is when they think the uh, Javante Williams is going to like take the lead and, uh, and get a majority of the carries. Like right now it's been fairly even, 
Um, maybe at times even favoring Gordon, but um, I think now that, you know, close to like the halfway mark of the season, Williams probably has a better idea, like, you know, he's familiar and comfortable. I think they're probably going to put the ball in his hands more. Um, it's not like he, Gordon does well rushing the ball anyway, but he does, he has had a couple of like receiving touchdowns that have kind of saved his, his fantasy week. But yeah, I would, I would sit him this week. Uh, yeah, no, I do agree with that. And Javante did have a pretty good game last week. I think he finished with like 17 fantasy points and a receiving touchdown. Yeah, he only um, got four carries last week, but I, I mean, think he obviously provides more out of the backfield than Melvin Gordon does, which yeah, obviously in fantasy more of a receiving option. Yeah, fantasy obviously fantasy purposes PPR that makes him more of a of a better start. Um, I'm also going to start a running back this week, and I'm going to say Khalil Herbert with David Montgomery being out. Obviously, this dude has kind of taken over the backfield these last few weeks. Running back last week, 18 fantasy points. He had 100 receiving yards. He had a couple couple catches as well. I think that if you've seen any Bears football this season, you know how abysmal this offense has looked. Justin Fields is getting sacked pretty much every three plays, and I think that the bright spot for this offense has been Khalil Herbert these past two weeks. Um, I'm kind of just riding the high that he's had these last two weeks performing well. seems like they're kind of – you know, implementing a game plan so he can get touches both out of the backfield and, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield and just, you know, running. And I think that he's a great start again this week for a de- like just a depleted offense who has seems they have to focus around him in order to create anything. So I like Khalil Herbert again. I like, I like Khalil Herbert too, but like also I'm just so done with the bears offense and like the bears as a whole. Allen Robinson put up two catches for 16 <laughs> yards. Like, I'm so done. I'm not even starting him this week. I already put him on my bench. I might I might cut him. Like, I'm so frustrated, dude. Yeah, well, he, uh, maybe that deadline next week. You know, next yeah, week, like, by please, the like, time we might be talking about some yeah. trades. Please, like something needs to happen. Like, it sucks. All right, so I got sit this week at running back. And I'm going to talk about Miles Gaskin. As he said earlier, the Dolphins are playing Buffalo. Obviously, a huge problem matchup for them. And I just wanted to touch on, on the Bills' defense, Greg Rousseau, the defensive end that came out of Miami this last year. This kid is a freak. Uh, there was a lot of question marks around him, but this Bills' defense is getting him right. Because this dude's making plays every week. It's actually crazy. I feel like this uh... – this podcast, this podcast, we talk about Miles Gaskin every week. I wonder. Uh, no, we just like low key hate the Dolphins. Like I don't know. I, if it's I like, think we low key. Whoa, just whoa, whoa, whoa! Dude. No, they were the fantasy forecast game of the week. There's no hatred <laughs> here. Come on, buddy. We talked so down on them like three weeks ago. How no one was playable. I hate the Dolphins. I'll say it. <laughs> I mean, they did just blow the game again. So they're what they wanted six. I think. Yeah. Oh, Dan and the Dolphins, them. same record. What do you know? Yeah. I don't know why Dan was backing them. Yeah, that's why I'm backing them. You've and seen right through my logic. Don't forget that they currently would have the second pick in the draft, and it goes to Philly. So, like, they're just so down bad. All right. Well, at least I haven't made that, like, trades that have hurt my future. But then again, there's really trade? no future. I'll, I'll give you Allen Robinson. 
No, and no, we need to talk. All right, so so here's so here's the trade that Brett offered me today. I want to genuinely get uh, T and <laughs> T and Z's opinion. No, it wasn't a bad trade. I just want to get your opinion. So he was going to trade me Khalil Herbert for Mari Cooper. Now, running back is probably my weakest category, which is why I offered. Okay, I understand your view, um, but Amari Cooper, I did not want to give up. Plus, Montgomery's coming back. In like what, two weeks? Yeah. So I, I didn't want to to you because I have Saquon potentially coming back. I have Aaron Jones and Damian Harris. So he's technically my RB four. Yeah. And for, I for just, the sole purpose I, that he's not going to be the starter in two three. But weeks. my receipt. But Dan's like down bad in the running back department. So I was trying to help the guy out now. You know. You know. Dan's if not I making was, the if, playoffs. If I was hey, never like say never. Three and if if I was like. Four, maybe I'd consider it. Like I can't. The thing is, like we don't even do like a like a dynasty league. Like I can't even like sell the farm and get high picks for like future years. Like I can't even do that. Like I'm stuck. <laughs> I got no. There's no light at the end of the tunnel for uh, uh for for Waller Road. There there is there is really no hope. Um, so. Yeah, I I just needed I like am in desperate need of receiver help. No, I, I see I, why you did it. It wasn't a bad trade by any means, but I was like, I think I've offered every person in the league a trade for like a receiver in the past like week and a half. Like, well, I, I gave you one, so that's all you get. Pal. And it's not how it doesn't even help because they're, they're still bad, and he's well, still bad. Helps my it helped my team a lot. So yeah, I needed depth, but now he still doesn't even help me. I mean, he had like what 13, 14 fantasy yeah, points, which is terrible. Fine, but when he's matched up with Allen Robinson, who gets three, I can't do anything. I have I no can't hope. compete. <laughs> yeah, legit. <laughs> so yeah, I actually got I actually got a similar offer in my league earlier today. So I'll I'll talk about it real quick. Uh someone requested for me Allen Robinson and Keenan Allen for Emmanuel Sanders and Khalil Herbert. Now, I don't need a running back, but take this out of context and just think about it. I personally wouldn't, but... Wait, can you if, say the trade again? Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, Khalil Herbert. And you're getting Sanders and Herbert? Yeah. Obviously, I didn't take it, but I don't need a running Again, backs. yeah, again, I mean, yeah. Herbert's probably... A lot, a lot of people, like, because that was the thing, that was the thing in my other league. Like, people were trading me truly because I... had McCaffrey and obviously that's like a different story because he's like always hurt um but like a lot of them were like oh you know he he's the starter and I'm like yeah he's the starter now but like I'm like still banking on like CMC coming back and like in that case then he, he has like zero value unless he gets hurt again which is very possible with McCaffrey but I don't really take those because like I'd be giving up Amari Cooper for two weeks of two or three weeks of Herbert when in reality, I'm probably still going to lose those weeks anyway. So <laughs> at least <you're> not. <laughs> I just have to be real with myself at this point. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was on to some, I like, I just like, it wasn't even like a Mari Cooper that like piqued my interest. I was just like, ah, oh, like this dude has a bunch of receivers. Let's see. I know you, I, know I you, do have a bunch of receivers. I may, I, know, I may I know you try to make some interesting relationships trades. with Amari. So also, also a valid point as well. Also a valid point. That's why I was um, banking on that. Yeah. But let's stay with wide receivers now, finally. Um, I'll go first again in the start department. I'm going to start Marvin Jones this week. Coming off a bye against Seattle, they're playing. 
I think he and Trev have kind of established themselves as like their favorite target and the Seahawks defense as like we've kind of talked about in the past obviously isn't what it once was I know they had a good game yesterday against Jameis against Jameis but that was also in like a rain monsoon type of atmosphere so you can't really like put too much into the passing game there so I think Marvin Jones has the chance to have a really nice week in Seattle where Trev's coming off his first win gaining more confidence as well yeah, I'm also uh, going to do a start this week. I'm going to say uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, now, obviously, like we say every week, you start the studs, like no questions asked. So I try to go down a little bit to the rankings to see guys who would be maybe wide receiver two flex play options. And I do like Emmanuel Sanders as a flex or a wide receiver play this Buddy, week. We get it. You like the Bills. I mean, how can you not like the offense? Every single digs gets to eight catches. Dawson Knox gets three catches for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders gets catches. Cole Beasley gets catches. I mean, you could just start because any of them. They the have offense. no running game. Oh, okay. Someone stopped their receivers from catching seven, eight passes a game. Someone stopped them from scoring 40 points. Nobody can. So I'm starting Emmanuel Sanders. I, I think he's going to a good. I think he's good literally for like five, six catches. And then however many yards you want to equate that to every week. But for a flex play, I think that's pretty solid, um, especially now we're in buy season and teams are on buy every week. So if you need a waiver wire pickup for a flex play this week, why not look towards Emmanuel Sanders? All right. So this week I'm going to go sit, and that's going to be A.J. Green. And this one's to no fault of his own. I think, honestly, he's just going to start to be slowly ushered out of that offense with Zach Ertz coming over. You already have D-Hop. Yeah, you already have a bunch of wide receivers. AJ Green was already kind of like the third guy. And now Zach Ertz, you're obviously going to want to look at your tight end more than you are a third wide receiver. So no disrespect to AJ Green. Great. I loved him, but he's going to be ushered out of that offense, sadly. Yeah. So uh, once again, um, we talk about something earlier in the show and then it comes back to, uh, to my selections. Um, we compared the Dolphins to me. Um, my uh, my my sit for my wide receiver and my start for my tight end both have to be playing on the uh, Miami Dolphins. So uh, my sit was Jalen Waddle. Um, Told you, bro, we hate the Dolphins. Like it all adds up. So if we're going by this logic, does that mean you just hate my team? <laughs> well, you are one <laughs> in six. Is there anything to like about your team? <laughs> okay, good because I I have the same answer. Again, same blame answer. Z. He said you had the best roster in the league and you lost six straight. So not it's me. The, it's the it's the Z curse. Um, that's what I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna asterisk this this uh this season. Um, but uh no like for for reasons like the way like Mike Kosicki is as we said uh, earlier in the show is the top option and uh like he gets the ball in like crucial situations he gets them when they need like. To, you know, to pick up those like in between yardage, uh, Waddle like in the beginning of the year was like tearing it up. Like was we had, we were debating like was probably one of the top options receiving wise, but now he's kind of uh, now he's falling out of that. So um, to end the wide receiver talk and begin the tight end, sit Jalen Waddle, start Mike Gesicki because Mike Gesicki I had Darren Waller and he was out, so I kind of had to make like a last minute substitution and Gesicki. I think he got me the whatever we said eighteen nineteen like he did. Uh, he did his part, so um, he's obviously been trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'll I'll move on the tight ends after that. Um, for me, I'm gonna go in the sit department this week. I'm gonna sit. You know, I've just been like riding people who are coming off buys, but I'm gonna sit a guy coming off a buy this week. Let's sit Dalton Schultz. Uh, the Cowboys coming off a bye going to Minnesota, playing on Sunday night this week. And I think – I just think, like, that Cowboys offense is so potent with other guys like C.D. Lamb. We've seen him obviously do his thing like he did two weeks ago. Amari has his games. Zeke has his. Even Pollard's had his. So, I think Dalton Schultz is kind of just in for a slow week this week. Minnesota is kind of just, like, decent against – tight ends they're not nothing crazy nothing too good but i just think it's one of those weeks where you could probably try and find a better option on the tight end market which i know which i say every week the tight end market is so so low and so shallow but if you are playing dalton schultz i would look another direction That's it. I'll, I'll go with that. And I'm going to talk about Robert Tunyon this week. And I know you're probably, oh, this guy's crazy. He's, he's the only option Rogers is going to have. And that's exactly why I'm sitting him because the Cardinals are a good team. And this is going to be hell for him. He's going to be probably triple covered every play because they're going to be playing scrubs at wide receiver at this point. That's about it. Yeah, going over to a start a tight end, I'm going to say start Hunter Henry this week. Um, it seems like for the past three or four weeks, Hunter Henry's gotten in the end zone, which obviously is six free points in fantasy. Even if he only catches three passes for 40 yards and a touchdown, I mean, that's a pretty solid fantasy performance for a tight end. You know, 12, 10, anywhere from like 10 to 12 points is like pretty solid to get from a tight end. Um. I think Mac Jones settled in through for the most yards. Again, it was just a slaughter of the Jets, 54 points. I mean, obviously, he was just slinging the rock. But um, I think that Hunter Henry, solely because of his um, – it seems like Mac likes him in the end zone. It's his favorite target, it seems like. So, I mean, touchdowns every week, you can't deny that. I like Hunter Henry because of the touchdown upside. Love Hunter Henry. That was my flyer two weeks ago, I think. Maybe last week, I forget. But, yeah, he, he catches, like, a touchdown, like, every week now. Um, speaking of flyers, let's move right to it. Take a flyer this week. Any of you can jump right in since I've gone first pretty much every time. Yeah, I can uh, start this time. Um, I'm going up to Detroit, and I'm saying take a flyer on Khalif Raymond. Uh, he's their starting slot receiver up in Detroit. Um, he These past four weeks – I mean, he's, I think he's had like 10, 12. He had an off week, maybe last week. And then this past week, I think he had like 15 or 16 fantasy points, something like that. Uh, I think he's maybe becoming slowly outside of TJ Hawkinson. Maybe Goff likes to seems to be looking his way the most. The dude made a couple crazy catches on Sunday when I was watching red zone. He's quick. He's small, slot receiver. You're looking to take a flyer on somebody's rostered in 5% of leagues. Um, you might as well maybe look up to Detroit, Motor City, take Khalif Raymond. Uh, so I'll jump over to my flyer. And Brett earlier was talking about uh, the Giants going after KC. And I'm going to talk about Dante Pettis. So this is a guy that's a very big if because if the wide receivers are healthy, this guy probably doesn't see any playing time. But when he did this past weekend – he was getting open. He was getting a lot of targets. So 
if we see him again, as he said, that KC defense is very weak, and we could see another touchdown. Um, I'm going. I'm going to a tight end. Um, going over to Indy. Mo Alley Cox uh, has been the past like four weeks. He's been averaging about twelve. Um, he's uh, scored a couple touchdowns. I know like uh, Raiders have a buy, so like Waller's out. We've obviously talked about all year how the tight end position is so inconsistent. He's kind of shown a little bit of consistency, um, and it's he's averaging twelve over the last four weeks. But it's not like it's like peaks and valleys. Like he's he's always been around like the like eight to fourteen range, which um, isn't the it's not the best for tight ends. But like if you're really desperate need of one, uh, certainly is a, a solid guy to pick up. Yeah, so for me, the flyer I'm going to take, we kind of talked about this team. Tyler just mentioned how Tunyon's going to be guarded uh, with Devontae potentially being out, Lazard out as well, both with COVID. So let's let's take a flyer on one of Aaron Rodgers' old favorite targets in Randall Cobb. He's only rostered in, I think, like 4% of leagues right now. And he legitimately might be wide receiver one come Thursday night. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling also has a hamstring injury. They don't know if he's going to be back yet. So in that case, you're looking at Randall Cobb, Robert Tunyon, Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon out the backfield, and like Equinemius St. Brown. I think you would say Rodgers is probably going to look towards Randall Cobb since he has the most faith in him. So at least for this week, if you're like really desperate for a guy, I think Randall Cobb has the potential to be a nice option. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. As an owner of Devontae Adams, um, seems like Randall Cobb is the next guy up. Uh, before we end with the bull predictions, I just wanted to like kind of like a flyer, but also kind of like a trade little trade segment because the trade deadline is approaching on Thursday, um, which maybe could make or break some guys' performances for the rest of their fantasy year. Um, but one guy I want to bring up to you guys is uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean – I've been reading a lot of trade rumors this week and the teams that I keep see coming up the most are the dolphins and the Panthers. I know in the off season, the dolphins was like a lot of talk um, about that. Brian Flores came out earlier this week and said that two is their quarterback, but I I'm interested in the Carolina situation. I saw something that said Carolina offered a trade package and said something along the lines of that, that Texans shouldn't or wouldn't deny this trade package. Saw Sam Darnold get benched and PJ Walker play the whole fourth quarter of the game on Sunday. So, I mean, I just want to know what you guys think. I mean, obviously there's a lot of off the field stuff going on with Deshaun Watson, but potentially looking for next towards the next year, if he can clear his name up. I mean, I'm not sure if he's going to be on the Texans anymore after Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, as an athlete, and a quarterback I love Deshaun. Uh, probably went healthy and playing top 10 quarterback in the league, like clearly. But, I mean, I feel like he's going to get traded for and then they go to play him and he gets instantly suspended. I feel like there's a reason the Texans haven't been playing him. Uh, I don't know. It, I feel like it's scary to trade for him. So when you hear, like, all these rumors and stuff, I feel like the Texans, they've been firm on they're not going to settle for anything less than, like, four first rounders they were asking for. So I feel like they're not going to let him go for low, especially if they know something's up. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of going to be a off season trade type of thing. 
because, like, I mean, clearly he doesn't want to be in Houston anymore, and they've done nothing to help keep him around. They've traded D-Hop. They do not bolster the offensive line and just continuously let him get killed every week. But then, as he said, like, he has all these off-the-field issues, so, like, what even is the package? Like you said, Tyler, I mean, the guy's top ten, arguably top five, like, he's worth that amount of first round picks and, and like quarterback is the most important position on the field, but just how much are you going to get of him? Like you said, you could trade from now, you could play him and he's suspended come Saturday night. Like you have no idea what you're going to get. So I don't think any team in the middle of a season is going to kind of take the risk on him, especially like that Miami situation where there was talk where like they could trade him to Miami and send Tua to, like, Washington. Like, if you send Tua to Washington and you get Deshaun and he gets suspended, like, you're screwed. You don't want to start Jacoby Brissett for the next 10 weeks. So I feel like it's just going to be something that comes up in the offseason more than anything else. But if you're – for fantasy purposes, like, you're in a dynasty league or some shit, like, obviously keep him because the guy's a talent and you don't want to lose him to someone else's team when he comes back and he plays. You guys think – Anybody else maybe on the move? I would love to see. I mean, uh, we talk about Allen Robinson every single week. I I literally owned Allen Robinson every single year. I played fantasy until this year, which is like five years. I mean, I think the dude just needs to change the scenery, and I think he could really help out uh, an offense who needs a receiver. Cough the Patriots. Cough. <laughs> yeah, legit. I would pay. I would pay a lot of money to see Aaron. Al, Aaron Allen Robinson suit up for the Pats. That would just chef's kiss. Yeah, I think that'd be a great move. I just don't think that's a Belichick move. Uh, I mean, franchise tag thing is tough. Yeah. I'd pay him. We... You're going to pay him based off this season? Nelson Aguilar ain't it. I don't want to see that dude on the field ever. Well, he caught a touchdown last week, so. I don't care. It was a trick play, was it not? Well, sticking to the trades, one – as a Jets fan, I'm going to talk about that. I can see it's it's kind of shining through right now. Does that have like any fantasy in. value? Like, no, no zero Joe Flacco. Value. Like, does he provide anything to like Corey Davis? Oh, oh no, I wasn't talking about that. Well, well, I think he was talking about Marcus May. <laughs> yeah, I was in fact talking about Marcus May. Uh, I was talking about Joe Flacco. Like, can I play? I, I do like that thinking. I agree with that. I think Joe Flacco actually does add a lot of value to Corey Davis because. He's a veteran. He's not going to be scared to just stand in the pocket and air this thing out. And Corey Davis has been open downfield a lot this year. It's just Zach Wilson struggling. Mm-hmm. But going back to Marcus May, uh, the writing's kind of on the wall. We didn't extend him in the offseason. His agent was airing him out on social media. Uh, I think we can go send him to a contender, do him right, because I don't think he gets extended either way. All right. Enough of trades. Let's move to bold. Me and Z riding a high right now. Coming off a win. Potentially getting two in a row. But we'll let we'll let the guys with the one wins go first. Danny boy. Everyone's favorite. We love to hear what you have to say. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man. Well, we know I, I don't uh as we said, I don't really uh get it right most of the most weeks uh both in bold predictions and just in in fantasy as a whole but uh this week uh both of those are changing 
Oh, calling your shots, huh? The past two weeks have been brutal for me on bye weeks. Brutal. Absolutely. Like your bold prediction is like you win a game in fantasy. You got it. <laughs> I am that bad. Saying I can win Dang, a game like, in, in fantasy league. is bold. Who are you playing in our league? I got Karm. Oh, God. Dude, he's he is that's like the battle of the basements in our league. But but let me yeah, it's it's really it's for uh there's real no no real bragging rights. But listen to this, all right. Week six, I play you, Brett. Yeah, and you can talk all you want. Yeah, wins a win. But yes, I'm not putting that past you. But here who's who was on by for me. Alvin Kamara, Calvin Ridley, Debo Samuel. All right. Good chunk. It's a good chunk. Last week, who's on by for me? Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Justin Herbert. You know so, what I say to that? That's poor drafting. Yeah, I blame the GM. He's getting fired at the end of the year anyway. It doesn't really make a difference. But everybody's back. The bye weeks are in the rear view. I got everybody here. I'm winning. <laughs> What's the projection right now? Uh, I think Carm has, has to edit some things because he had some guys on by last week. Yeah. Um. But let's see here. Let's see what we got right now. I might trade Carm some guys just for the week, just so. You're <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, I'm saying probably I might. I might log into his account and just give him Allen Robinson. He has to. He has to edit his running backs. So he has Najee and Dalvin. I don't know. So it'll probably. I think I still. Any others? I may have a. I may be favored slightly, but that you does not mean, mean anything. You need the car money one. <laughs> the car money. Uh, that's what I'm saying. T. I mean, you win on a weekly basis, so like that's not going to be your bold prediction. Uh, so I won't go with that, but I'm going to have a little fun with this one, and we're going to say the current leading MVP favorite dethrones the last MVP in a stunning fashion. So Kyler Murray is absolutely going to light up the Packers, dethrone Aaron Rodgers, and declare that he's going to win this year's MVP. And, you know, we love our stat lines. So I'm going to say about 350 yards, three touchdowns through the air, and then probably 30 rushing yards and one on the ground. And we'll say a pick just, just to stay humble. I like how you just throw in the pick just to make it so it's not too, too bad. <laughs> I love Kyler Murray, man. We talked about it episode one. This dude, oh, he's elite. His passing he's game. Fun. He's fun to yeah. watch. It's, it's so good. All right, Z, battle of the three. You go. All right. I was struggling to come up with one. I was going to talk about Deshaun, but I'm going to focus on dudes who are actually playing in the NFL this season. I'm going to go down to Jacksonville, and I'm going to say James Robinson, who he's coming off a bye week, coming off the win, like you said. The past three weeks, he's had over 20 fantasy points. He's been showing out, and I'm going to say he finishes top three uh, as a top three fantasy running back this week. Um, Again, seems like when things go wrong in Jacksonville, James Robinson seems to produce 
still. So I'm gonna say James Robinson top three stat line. Let's give him 130 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground, and give me Good four, ca- four catches out of the backfield for I don't know 30, 20, 30 yards. That should put him in the top three, unless Derrick Henry rushes for eight touchdowns. But Stick, sticking on this topic real quick, um, how do you, how do you, would you guys feel as Travis Etienne? Because coming into this year, people are like, oh, maybe James Robinson had a fluke year. Etienne's going to get his touches. He's going to be in there. And now James Robinson is an elite running back, a definite running back one. Like, what do you do next year? I mean, I feel like they might just try and do it like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Like, because Etienne is, like, a way better receiver. Like, I know Robinson's okay out the backfield, but, like, they even – I mean, Robinson's showing out for the squad. But, like, yeah, but, like, he could play the Nick Chubb role where, like, you just get force-fed the rock and then you can swing Etienne out the backfield. Yeah, I mean – It makes it easier on Trev, too. Oh, yeah, I think Etienne's obviously the better better pass-catching back, but I just feel like – James Robinson, every, like, I can't believe people, like, seriously were like, oh, James Robinson's losing his job this year after what he did last year, and now he's literally just doing it again. Like, I think he's, like, top – he's definitely top 10 fantasy running back right now. I don't know. Yeah. He's showing out. He's proven he's he's definitely running back in the NFL. There was no fluke last year. He's legit. Yeah. All right. I'll close it. Uh, Z mentioned Derrick Henry and the Titans – I'm going to go against the Titans' defense this week. Playing the Colts. Colts are coming off that weird game on Sunday night against the 49ers in an absolute monsoon. But one guy did show out. That would be Michael Pittman Jr. And so we're going to ride the high of Michael Pittman. We're going to say he finishes as a top eight wide receiver this week. I think the the Tennessee defense is like so hit or miss like last week they had a good week against KC, but we've also seen them get lit up by like the jets. So, so Michael Pittman will put him in the top eight. I'm going to give him, you got to give him a hundred yards and a tutty. That's an automatic 16 points at least right there, but let's give him, let's give him like seven catches as well. I think, I think that'll put him within the top eight. Not bad. Not too shabby. I'm winning this week. Yeah, that's okay. probably the least bold. bold I would doubt that. <laughs> that's something for everyone to keep their eye on. Does Dan win? No. But I really hope we come in here next week to record and Dan's like, I went to again. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's very possible. That's very possible. In fact, it's probably more likely that it'll happen. So. All right, that'll do it. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Talk about week eight and see what's going on as we move forward to week nine. Till next time.